So you've been doing paddle boards for how long? Uh, 18 years. Wow. And then when did you start getting into stand-ups? Uh, started building stand-ups about a year and a half ago. Um, yeah, about a year and a half. Mo uh, not, not too long, but about a year and a half. Ma so mostly um, surfing stand-ups, or were you doing the distance stand-ups? I, I was doing the, um, or I am doing, started off doing the surfing stand-ups. And um, just recently, well, last year, last summer, uh, I built uh, some racing boards, uh, particularly one for Aaron Napoleon that he did well on on a lot of, the first event he ever did on, went in. And it actually was about a year ago because it was a Duke event that um, that he tried it in, which is which is uh, last August, oh. uh, last August this weekend. What, um, what was the dimensions of that board? That was a 15 by 26, I think, or 20, uh, 26 by maybe uh, six and a half inches thick, okay. and. Um, it was 15 feet fixed fin. It was a fixed fin board, rudder, um, and uh, it was, you know, it still is a pretty fast board. Uh, and then started building. After that, I started building more and more of the distance boards, and um, pretty much getting into the distance or downwind boards now. It's it's um it's a fledging sport. It's um. Like in the Fourth of July race, there's probably about uh, well over, uh, I'd say almost a hundred people in it uh, who are just um, stand up. Were you surprised? Absolutely, it was incredible how many people turned out for that event, and it was they were not just paddling uh, specific race sports; they're paddling, you know, regular uh, big surfboards, um, you know, like. 11 foot or 10 sixes and uh, 12 foot surf, you know, designed for surfing, not not open wind, open ocean or downwind boards. Uh, in that race, the Fourth of July race, which is pretty user friendly, you know, it's only a three and a half mile race from Sunset to Waiman. Real easy in terms of uh, the distance and the uh, current and winds. It's it's pretty. Um, pretty user-friendly, you know, not too radical. Mm -hmm. So there were a lot of people in it, and um, that that's pretty much the biggest race in, in the state anyways, you know. But I was just surprised the amount of people uh, that turned out for that, just, just to do that the whole stand-up thing mm -hmm. was um, pretty amazing. Did you make a board for the Dukes Fest this year? Uh, yeah, uh-huh. There's a... There's a um, uh, one we made for the a seventeen six for Guy Perry that uh, actually we made for the the Hennessy race that happened about uh, about a month ago for the Turtle Bay to Waimea, but um, we were um, got it finished like twenty four hours before the race, and um, he tried it, and there were some problems with the rudder, um, wasn't quite fine tuned enough, and we decided not to race it because it wasn't quite tuned up. But since then, we've just really tuned it in, and it's, it's going to be a good board for the race. So, do you think that that's kind of the the fastest length? Then is like seventeen six, or just depends. Uh, the the fastest length. 
it, 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 it depends, I would say anywhere from 16 to, to 18 feet, um, depending on the, um, the shape and all that, um, the bot, you know, there's a lot of variables, but, um, that's a competitive size is, uh, 16 to 18 feet, you know, um, if you're going to go open, open class, which is, I think everybody's settling on, uh, at least the race directors are settling on 14 feet and up with rudder would be open class and, and 14 feet and below with fixed fin would be considered a stock class. And um, uh, as far as length, 16 feet to 18 feet is optimal, you know, with the long water line. So yeah, that that yeah that would that be the length, mm -hmm. I think. What what do you what makes your boards different than the other boards that are out there? Uh, race boards or surfboards or both? Yeah, you know the stand up surfboards and the stand up race boards. Uh, well, as far as the stand up surfboards, um, different. Um, I try to apply a lot of the stuff that. Um, we make in the long, you know, long high performance long boards to it, and um, to the to the stand, sub stand up boards, surfboards, um, and and um, just it depends on the individual what it's for, or if it's a stock board, what you know, whatever you're gonna throw in the shop, um, you know, uh, just it's there's mm, I think a lot of lot has to do with the foil of the boards um it, it looks it's pretty um foiled out like a, a normal long board um not so fat not so thick in the tail and nose um uh rails can be really refined depending on the person if it's a a guy that can has you know pretty good ability um or you can leave them really thick for like the entry level people um, there's certain kind of boards that you need to make for women, um, not so thick, not so bulky, but yet wide enough to be stable for them. Um, you can get pointed nose, rounded noses, and it, it just really depends. Um, but I guess the basic feature of my boards would be they're foiled out and they're um, refined and not so looking like a sidewalk or looking so bulky and blobby. Um, has more curve, you mean? Have more curve. The foils are, you know, the, the, the nose and tail thickness are foiled, you know, um, thinning out towards the tail and nose. And um, the outline, the templates um, are, are curvy and not so straight in areas that just constant curve. The bottom rockers, um, I just apply what I use for my uh, longboards into those, slightly modified, you know. Um, and then, of course, all the other other stuff like the um, the tail designs or various various tail designs, depending on on the um, on the uh, whatever the person wants or what what I'm shooting for, you know. Um, they're uh, the decks are getting a little flatter. Not so tapered, not so uh, domed for uh, stability. Um, just, just uh, we're finding 
you know, flat decks. We, we always knew flat decks are are a little more stable, um, but uh, um, you know, you still want a tapered rail. So um, a lot of the boards have have a, a, a drop rail, a flat deck, and it's just a drop rail where it's flat. And then you've, you've seen all those kind of boards, and then it's just flat straight across, and the rails um, just drop down real quick. And, and there's like a defined line on the on the deck. Right. Keep the deck flat. You know, and that that seems to be uh, a really good combination where you got the thickness and then you've got the sensitivity of a thin rail. You know, for the high performance guys. You know, the guys right. want those kind of you know really good surfing boards. So mostly customs that you're doing then. Customs, yeah, yeah. You know, um, a lot of customs. There, you know, we we stock some stock boards at, at Tropical Blend. Carries my boards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- those ones at Tropical Blends would be made for what type of rider? Uh, they're made for high performance. There's there's a few high performance boards and and uh, entry level boards, and we've got some molded boards that are ten twos that um are for entry level people um and and uh, intermediate guys that are wider in the nose, real um, user-friendly, real, have a lot of, um, not no, not a wide nose, but um, a little wider nose with ears on it, just, just for stability, but it has a really nice rocker and, it, and um, uh, turns well, you know, still surfs well with a wing, it's a wing squash. Um, and it's a, a 10 to by 28, and I had 28 and four and a quarter. 28 and a quarter by four and a quarter. Yeah, that's what it is. Cool. That's a molded board. Um, How are you liking the molded boards versus the customs? Well, the, the customs, they're glass, um, lighter. Um, the molded boards are really durable. You know, it's... Uh, it's, 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 it would be the analogy would be like a surf deck or a boardworks board versus a um, you know a, a normal um, uh, hand glass board. You know, uh, it's, it's just more durable. You know, definitely more durable. Um, but the difference would be that you can't you know alter that type of. It's one size fits. I mean, it's just like uh, you can't custom make those. You have to submit a plug, and then they, they mold off of it, and then they do uh, the glassing construction. What they do for those kinds of boards, but you can't get a you know a custom board. It's just um, it's just you, the plug is the plug, and that's the model. You know, I mean, you can you obviously can have a series of models, which we're working on. You know, with that type of construction, but uh, the benefits of that is. Um, the good points about that is is the, the the glass jobs. You know they're they're really strong and durable. You know, so the the way to, to do that would have a series of boards. You know, series of of models for various you know uh, needs. So, so you've been doing racing, paddle racing for a long time, right? Yes. What what kind of advice can you give? to newer stand-up paddle guys that are doing, uh, wanting to get into distance? Um, 
when you want to do distances, it's it's you generally you know need to have a base of a you know a good cardio base. Um, so you most guys that get into racing uh, have some sort of a background swimming, running, um, any kind of endurance sports. You know, and you know that that's what they like is is that type of uh, exercise, that type type of sport, race, or whatever it is. And um, you know, so basically, you'd have to to have that sort of a base, you know, or, or get, you know, achieve some of that, and then um, and then uh, um, get a board that allows you to go fast in the water. Uh, you, you know, you might find a surfboard that has a really low rocker that can go go fast, but you know, a race board is designed to go fast with the, the proper rocker outline and. And all the other stuff, um, and uh, once you once you got the cardio stuff down, then it becomes a, a matter of learning how to read the water, which is really important because paddling, in any kind of racing, uh, paddle racing is not just paddling fast, high RPMs. That's you know that's that's not the the deal. The deal is here in Hawaii, at least, is to take advantage of the ocean and to be able to uh, read the water, and capitalize on opportunities in terms of uh, uh, catching bump um, and, and when to paddle in hard, when to explode in, when to back off, um, uh, how to place the board in the perpendicular to the bump that's moving you know, behind you, and it's not necessarily always gonna be just directly behind you. Uh, it, it can be at different angles as you're proceeding down your course. So it, it becomes a matter of um, learning how to read the water in order to place that, that board perpendicular to that swell. It's just a, it's just surfing microwaves instead of a regular wave, you know. Um, somebody who is, uh, has more experience at paddling, uh, it would be a wise advantage uh, for that person to get tips from, you know, get some training tips from somebody like that and tell them what to look for, you know, and go out there um, and, and show them. And then the person just has to just keep doing it by himself and, and uh, um, learn how to read the water, learn how to use the paddle to his advantage, um, to turn the board at the proper time um, uh, and, and get that board placed correctly in order to catch that bump and, and ride it. Uh, so there's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a process, but once you get it down, it's, it becomes really fun. And you just, you know, it's, it just builds upon itself. You know, it's a matter of time to learn, just like any other sport. The more time you put into it, um, the more advice from experienced guys the quicker the learning curve. Where are you standing on the board, and then when do you move front? When are you moving back? Um, where are you standing on the board? Uh, you want to stand in the the most um, the sweet spot of the board, meaning where the board's not um, pushing water, you know, um, or um, you know, standing too far back where the nose is up in the water, and you're just pushing water, or you're too far forward, and now the, the board's purling when you catch a bump. Uh, 
you want the board just planning really efficiently. And that sweet spot's going to change. Uh, it'll be a general area within six, six, six inches or a foot, uh, um, but dependent upon the conditions you're paddling in. Like on a rough day, you're going to move a little further back from your your uh, neutral spot. Um, uh, and and um, on, a, on a smoother day, you're going to be a little further forward. But there's, there is a spot on every board that, that's a sweet spot that you're going to have to find. That sweet spot can be different per individual because one guy's 130-pound guy is going to be different on that same board than somebody who's 175 pounds or 200 pounds. That sweet spot's going to be different. So that individual has to just get on that board and just find it and remember where it is, mark it, or just you know look down, there's markings on your pad or whatever. Or you can make a mark, and you know that sweet spot, and um, and then you just move further forward on it or further back on it, depending on the conditions. Are you, are you walking your board a lot for the distance boards? Uh, no. Um, there are there's some of the boards um, that don't have rudders. You, you can you can do that. Even the ones with rudders. Um, you don't really walk. Mostly, you're on your neutral or sweet spot, um, and then as you uh, catch a bump, if, if it if if you can't angle it across the wall, um, if, you know, and it's going to take this drop in the trough, then you, then you get back and you and you lift the nose. You, you know, just just like on a surfboard, you know, you want you want the nose, you want to prevent the nose from bearing, so you got to put your weight further back. So you might take a half a step or a full step back and shift back and lift the nose. But you're not really walking the board like a like a paddle like a surf like a long board, you know, on a surfboard, you know, like um you're just basically in one position and then um if the board needs to be lift the nose needs to be lifted in order to prevent it from purling, you you take a half step back or a full step back. To, and, or you could you could actually turn the board, you know, um, by getting in your surf stance and um, get that board at an angle to prevent it from going straight down and, and angle it across the wall. Um, but, uh, yeah, to answer your question, you don't really walk the board. Mostly you're just taking a half a step or a, a full step back, you know, to lift the nose. Most of your boards for distance are going to have rudders then because they're so long, right? Yeah, it depends. There's, you know, the the rudder boards are, you know, um, a little more complex. You have to learn how to use it. A lot of people don't like thinking about. Okay, you got to paddle, and then you know, paddle, you know, and, and, and switch sides, and also use your foot to turn the board. It becomes a little, little complicated. A lot of guys would just rather just keep it simple and just paddle, you know, and and uh, have a fixed fin or a box fin. And learn how to maneuver the board through uh, altering the side, uh, the switching of the sides, the paddle, whatever you know, whatever side you need to paddle on in order to keep the, the board in a straight line. Um, it, you know, it depends. You know, uh, the, the the rudder boards are going to cost a lot more simply because you got you know, there's just there's just more hardware and you, you got to. 
If if you have a board with a rudder though, it's is it primarily set up so that you don't really move your feet as much? Exactly. It's it's really an advantage. It's really advantageous to to use the rudder. Um, it, it, once you learn it, it should just become natural. It's just, you know you don't even have to think. Um, you just you just um, use the rudder to to turn the board and um, uh, you're paddling symmetrical. You know you're not paddling. Uh, on one side, um, not J-stroking, not um, constantly paddling on your outside in order to keep, you know, keep on a straight line with the wind quartering you from the, from able to say, um, out here it's generally uh, hitting you from your left shoulder on the north shore, on the south shore it's just reverse, it's it's hitting you from your right shoulder, and so you're paddling on the opposite side in order to keep a straight line, <clears throat> and you have to quarter the board, catch, you know. Once you catch the wave, you quarter the board and turn it, turn it in, and then, um, and then you go for the next one and, and 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 catch it perpendicular and quarter the board again. So if you don't have a rudder, then what's happening is you're um, paddling on one side a lot in order to keep a straight line, um, and, and at various parts of a long course that wind direction, that swell direction is going to change. And, um, you know, it, it could get really, really um, offshore, and then you really, you know, got to fight it. Now, with a rudder, all you're doing is holding that that rudder at a certain angle in order to, to go straight, and you can paddle on both sides um, because the rudder system merely deflects the water. And... Um, allows the board to turn by itself flat and um, and you can paddle on both sides relieving fatigue that you would you would get paddling on one side with a fixed fin <clears throat> so that's the advantage of that and then the other, the other advantage of a rudder is um, quick quick changes you know uh, you see a bump and you can quickly change it without having to lift the paddle to the other side to, to, to turn the board you know, and any time you lift the paddle and move it over to the next side, you're losing, you're losing speed and you're losing time. You know, so you're, <clears throat> you know, it, it becomes really uh, um, critical uh, in order to to read the water properly. You know, and and the, and the timing. You know, both ways with the rudder and without the rudder. Okay, how much would it cost for? The race board with a rudder. How much would it cost without a rudder? How much would it cost for a stand-up custom? Yeah, the the, the rudder boards. Um, if there's you know 17 feet, they're going to be you know about 2,600 bucks. Um, the smaller boards, the 14 footers, uh, without rudders, probably you know are are about um, 18 or 16, something like that. You know. Oh, way less expensive, huh? Yeah. Yeah, well, they're they're a little shorter too. Right. You know, fourteen feet. Uh, generally, <clears throat> guys that are going to go big, sixteen plus, you know, they're going to throw down and want to want to get you know with the whole system, you know. Um, and and uh, the boards are bigger. They're and the glasses charge. You know, they we charge by the foot, and um, you know, the blank and everything costs a little more. And um, the installation of the the rudder and the rudder parts <clears throat> cost more, um, uh, so it, it, 
know, there's a, there's a considerable difference. What's the weight on these boards? Yeah, we're trying to get them down pretty light, you know. Um, there's ways, that, you know, that we have to get them light. Um, anywhere from uh, uh, 20, with all the hardware on a 17-footer, we can get them down to about 28, 29. Um, the 14-footers, uh, you can get them down to about um, 20, you know, something like that. Um, that maybe 19 or something like that you know um, well, that's super light if it's not carbon I mean if you're hand shaping something at 17 feet the F-16 I think is 28 pounds and that's hollow yeah yeah so we you know that's that's one of the advantages of um, you know the way we're doing it we can keep the uh, the, the big boards I mean the solid boards light and there's definitely a a difference in the way they surf, um, as we found out with our uh, uh, our paddle boards, because I do have uh, hollow paddle boards and styrofoam solid core paddle boards, and there's there's a distinct difference in the way they they feel and they surf and they and um, glide through the water. You know? um, I'm a beginner, but I noticed that the heavier boards seem to uh, punch through the next trough and allow you to connect the bumps much easier than it does for a lighter board. Lighter board seems to accelerate faster, but sometimes seems to lack the momentum. Exactly. That's it. You nailed it right there. It's it's the inertia of a solid board. And the analogy there would be like having a, a paper airplane and you throw it and then, now, then you put a, a, paper, a, a, a clip a nose clip on the board. I mean, a paper clip on the board on the no, uh, on the nose of a that airplane, and you throw that. Now the board. Now that airplane has momentum and has glide and has distance when you throw it and goes in a straighter line. Uh, yeah, the, the the plane without it. You know, you throw it and boom, it accelerates really quick. But then it quickly comes to a halt. You know, slows down. Yeah, and right. Floats down where the other one just like a spear. And, and uh, with a paper clip on it, well, the same thing with a paddleboard. Um, you know, the 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 solid board has more inertia, has more momentum. Okay, but you might have to initiate it. You know, put in a little more muscle to get it going. But once you get it going at a little higher, uh, high end speed, it'll hold that speed and hold that glide longer. And uh, if you want to railroad into something else. And connect. Um, it's a le little easier, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so there is there is a difference, you know. The the hollow board, yeah, it'll it'll pick up quick quick bump here and there, you know. But if it's not designed properly, it'll just fall back and and won't have that uh, momentum, you know. Yeah, that's why initially I like. Uh, I was thinking, well, oh, light is really good, but. It it seems to be good if it's, especially if it's windy and then there's low bumps, yep. but once there's bumps and so on, I kind of like it heavy because then it's it punches through much easier. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's that's it. That's that's the um, the difference right there. You got it. Um, Does that mean you have a quiver then of distance boards? I don't have a quiver, no, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> um, it'd be a good idea. You know they're really you know they're expensive, but they, they uh, 
um, you know, and bust them out. I mean, just just a just a 17-footer is sufficient right now, you know, um, with rudders is fine, you know. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's one or the other, you know. I mean, most guys would just do one or the other. Mm-hmm. It's it's so, it's so um, it's so brand new, you know. It's probably you know the the leading guys that have been doing it, the distance sports are, are the guys on Maui. You know, they've been doing it for more than a, maybe a, two years already. You know, they've been making all those rapid horses, making all those F 16s or whatever. Uh, right. And um, they they they've got the ultimate downwind course in the state, I think, <clears throat> with the Maliko thing. You know, we used to paddle it years ago with Jerry when we first started making paddle boards on Maui. <clears throat> and um, back then, nobody used to paddle that course. And uh, we used to test our paddle boards in that Maliko course uh, back in 1990s or something like that. And um, uh, now it's just become the What's the difference between Maliko run, Hawaii Kai run, and then that North Shore run? Um, the, the, the size of the bump, the troughs, the, um, the, the wind conditions. Um, Maliko would be, the, you know, like the North Shore, and, and, um, and uh, Hawaii Kai would be kind of like the North Shore. Um, really big open um, bump, uh, uh, deep troughs. Maliko would have the bigger, bigger stuff, windier course, a lot windier uh, than Hawaii Kai. Hawaii Kai is the best course here in, on Oahu. Uh, the North Shore is really lo- uh, close interval swells, uh, really tight chop, uh, really groomed. Um, uh, the other stuff's a little more wild. Hawaii Kai and Maliko, but um, just downwind, just firing, you know, um, surfing, it's just great. Uh, you know, there's definitely uh, a difference between um, Maliko and Hawaii Kai, but there's considerable difference between North Shore and, and um, Maliko. Um, so because because the course is, is just a lot more faster and bigger and wild uh it's it's such a f- big sport there uh, downwind stuff i'm talking about maui um and there that's where they you know they started the whole thing uh making those kind of boards i mean we're a little behind but we're, we're, we're everybody's catching up over here you know on oahu you know when will your distance boards be available to start ordering now oh okay With rudder? With rudder and, and without rudder. Uh, I intend to get these things in the works this winter, get them all um, tooled out at the places that we're going to get them molded. Um, I think we're going we're to go hollow and we're going to go um, 
same kind of construction like uh, you see all these molded boards, surfboards. And then I'm going to go do a hollow, um, a hollow raised board as well. So you do like a carbon, a carbon hollow mold, and then the other one we like sandwich with the PVC mold on it. Exactly. Right. Yeah, two types. How, how long are you going to do it? Same seventeen six. Yeah, we're going to go seventeen six on the the bigger ones, the biggest ones, and then um, twelve and fourteen for the the, the smaller ones. Um, you know, eventually we'll get down to sixteen or something like that for the rudder ones. But to start off with. The plan is to go uh, 12, 14, and 17, 6 for the open class, and then eventually get a 16-foot uh, molded and hollow um, open class board. So um, we're just developing everything right now, the prototypes and customs, you know, right now, and get them, get them out, get it out by next uh, season. May when everything starts hopping for uh, the whole race season, everything starts. Everybody gets amped up, get ready for Molokai and all that kind of stuff. You know, by then it's the thing's going to explode. You know, it, it seems like it's getting bigger. You know, not only in the surfing but in the racing, the racing department too. You know, right. And then those will be available at Tropical Blends, right, through Jim. finding is that all the guys who've been doing this for a while now we're all starting to well I don't know if I consider myself I mean I've been doing it for about a year but I guess that's a while in this but you know like Reed and and these other guys they've been doing it for um, quite a bit longer we're all starting to do this distance now more than surfing so yeah, kind of weird you know the advantage of the distance thing is um, twofold um, it really makes you read the water better and so when you transfer it into to your surfing um, it's easier to, to get, catch a wave because you can see where it's coming and and know how to paddle place that paddle and, and, and get that board at the right angle to catch it and then that that's one thing is your your eye sensitivity um, the other thing is your conditioning is, is, is a lot more because now you're you're working on your cardio when you're going distance. You don't, you're not resting. You're, you're you're pumping, but you might you know you're utilizing different strokes, um, high RPM, uh, power strokes, using your hip more, um, using just different parts of your body in order to to make the board go faster when you're going distance. And then when you try when you get on your surfboard, it's just it's like nothing. It's it's so easy to catch a bump now, uh, a wave now, because you're conditioned up. You know, and you know how to use your body. You know how to read the, the water better. So um, when you jump on your surfboard, it's just that much you know, that much more um, tuned up. You know, uh, and and a lot of guys they get like Reed. He's just like into it for the uh, the workout part. You know, just the workout is just insane. You know. Yeah. Versus pad, you know, going out and standing on your board waiting for a wave, yeah. you know, and then okay, here it comes. Then you, then you, you know, you start.
start pumping, going for it, you know, whereas you're constantly going, you know, and the, the burn of distance paddling is, you know, the workout part is what a lot of guys like, that endorphin high. <laughs> Yeah, you know? I, I definitely burn way more calories during these distance. That's the only time I'm really losing weight doing stand up because otherwise, when I'm surfing, I'm just kind of cruising a lot of the time. Exactly. Or you know, down. It's just like, <laughs> you know, regular surfing, you paddle, wait for a set. Especially on the South Shore, it takes forever for sets to come. Right. So you're not constantly burning, you know? You know, only when you're paddling out or paddling for a wave, you yeah, get the, that, you know? And then obviously, when you're surfing, you're for that 30 seconds, if you get a long ride you know yeah the exercise is way different because you know you get into that groove on the distance and then you know you're burning stuff you just get into that groove and then surfing it's the you know it's you get you you paddle intensely when you're going to catch a wave and other than that you don't yeah <laughs> yeah you so nothing, you know that's you know? that's you know if you like if you like that type of uh that feeling of working out and that feel you know gaining that gain you get from it and the distance paddling is so much more beneficial. And then when you do go surfing, you're just like, you're so conditioned up, you know. It, you're, you can catch whatever you want to catch. And, you know, like this, this is the same thing with paddle boarding and transferring it to, to surfing. That's why I got into it. Because once you start surfing, then when, when the season rolls around for the North Shore, you're, you're trained up, you know. Right. Um, you don't have to go through three swells and then be trained up. You're already there, you know. Um, right. You can handle a wipeout, you know. You can handle getting held down because, you know, you got the lung power now, you know. you got the capacity, you know, mm-hmm. to hold air, you know, uh, from from your distance stuff. So there's it's a lot of reasons why a lot of guys do it, you know. You, you have... Um you have any demos at all, or or people just got to buy one? How does this work? Um, yeah, I got a demo right now. I got a 17.6 demo that we're using. It, we just come out to the North Shore and, and try it out, or how does... Yeah, yeah. We've got one. Um, we've got one that I've made. Um, so, you know, um, and there's more coming, you know, within a, within a couple of weeks. Oh, they're getting glassed? Yeah. Oh, okay. So... Um, you know, currently we have an open class one that we're demo, demoing out, you know, and um, uh, <clears throat> it'll be at the, that race, the Duke race, the guy's going to paddle. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. Yeah, you got to go check. You know, there's going to be all kinds of stuff there. It's going to be neat to see. I'm going to go in that race, I think, even though I'm slow, whatever. <clears throat> Are you going to do it? Yeah, I think I'm going to do it. Might as well. Might as well. I've, know, been, doing, I've been doing it like uh, every couple of days now, so, uh, I mean... This is the chance to try it and see how you're really doing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You use it as a measuring stick, and you know, uh, you know, yard, you know, you just yardstick. You just tell, tell how you stand against everybody, you know, and um, you know, see how you fall. You know, oh, I'm doing it right. I must, you know, I did pretty good, or I better pick it up, you know. Yeah. You know, because I'm way back there, but it's a way to tell wh- how your training is, you know. Um, if you're not going with a group of guys that you can gauge off of every single time. Right, right. I've been going with um, with Robin Johnson's partner, you know, uh, Kainoa. Kainoa McGee? Uh, no, Kainoa Bopre. He's with, uh, he does that Kuhoi company with Robin. Oh, okay, okay. But he mostly dusts me. Yeah. Then I can kind of tell because I know. 
but that's how I learned too, because he, he he actually helps quite a bit. Yeah, he, he, so he's he's a pretty good paddler. He's coming in under uh, one ten. Oh really? Oh yeah, he's Bike fast. High run. Yeah. Coming into Kaimana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's pretty fast. No problem. I mean, he's dusting me. I'm about one and a hour and a half ish or so, and by the time I hit Diamond Head, he's done or or whatever, you know, or Black yeah. Point, he's gone. <laughs> yeah, well, that's you know, he should be, he should be giving you tips on how to surf, you know. Oh, he was. That's why I was at two hours because I only started doing the distance thing like about a month ago. And I was, it was like kegging. I was like, this is just too much work. And he, he was standing next to me. He's like, dude, I'm not even paddling. I'm moving faster than you. I'm like, what the hell? So he goes, you got to watch this. You got to watch. Look, it's coming from this direction. You got to paddle now. Yeah. Look at that. You know, don't, you're wasting energy. You know, so it's like, once it, then now I'm, I know what to focus on. Yeah. 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 It's like what I was saying. You got to learn how to use the water to your advantage and read the water. And so only somebody who's got a little more experience can just tell you what you're looking at and how to place that board and when to switch sides to, to paddle in, you know, and, and, you know, how the bump's moving and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's, you know, it's just paddling smart and paddling efficient, you know. Um, uh, you know, uh, there's guys that are way stronger than me, but I can use the ocean better than they can, so I'm, you know, getting further, you know, and getting fast, you know, going faster than somebody else but they don't know how to use the board the paddle or read the water they're just wasting you know uh energy you know and then 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 it's not fun you know but it's all you know it's 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 a lot of things you know and that guy who i don't know who he is but he's he, that sounds like a fast time man the kaimana yeah, he's fast He's fast. He did. He did the Molokai on the same board. It was a. It's a Ted Spencer, one. It's super tippy. I couldn't even stand on the thing. But he's like 150, so he's and way better. Um, but he did the Molokai. I guess he missed the application deadline or whatever. But he did it anyways, and he was about 30 minutes pat behind Dwayne or so. Oh, he really? Would have been, he would have been second. Uh huh. If he had his real time. Oh. I mean, you, oh. when you see him, he's. Pure muscle. I mean, you see veins. You know, what I mean, veins coming out of him and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Young guy. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's the good guys to go with because they always, you know, they're fast and you can learn. I'm watching him where he's going, stuff like that. Yeah, you watch how they paddle. You know, I mean, everybody has their technique. You know, um, Aaron paddles different than Kamaki, and right. Guy paddles different than than all of them. And they're all good, mm -hmm. you know. Um, you just watch them and learn, and just try to implement that into, you know, what feels good to you, you know. And um, you know, there's just they all have their theories, you know. And uh, that's what's so interesting about it. It's just, <clears throat> just, just different, you know. It's just a lot, lot different than paddleboarding. Not a lot different, but you know, you've got a blade now, and you've got four feet of reach. You right. know, um, versus your arm versus your hand, palm, you know, and it's not as instantaneous of turning the board using your arms versus using the paddle, you know, you, it's all this, the different timing, you know. Right, right. Because um, you're not, you don't have two arms, to, you know, and the, you don't have two paddles on both sides like you would with two arms.
Okay. All right, so, Evan. 